We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Monday, March 27th, 2023, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet on today's show Another weekend, another sweep for the Yardcocks as South Carolina moves to 6-0 and in SEC play, taking down the Missouri Tigers in all three games at Founders Park this weekend. Guys, I will give my full reaction, my key takeaways. Also, we'll hand out our weekly ooh-ooh series MVP award. We'll also talk slap dick of the weekend who's hot, who's not, and what's next for Mark Kingston's club as well. Also, guys, it feels good to be good yet again for Dawn Staley's squad as they advance to the Elite Eight tonight against the Maryland Terrapins, taking down UCLA on Saturday at Bon Secours Wellness Arena in Greenville, South Carolina. I will give my full thoughts on that, guys. A very busy weekend, and we got a packed show for you here on this Monday. And, of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go down the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com, and when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works you pick two to six players, and you can win it to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks optimizers or mass multi-entry guys it's literally just you against the projection they also allow mixed sport entries for example you can take the over on LeBron parlay with the under on Mahomes they've got college sports pro sports anything and everything you can think of they have got it with our friends at Price Picks. They also have a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both in the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. So again, that's Price Picks. Head over to pricepicks.com or go download the Price Picks app, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS at sign up to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it.
good to be good yet again. And if the fun is in the winning, well then, ladies and gents, I have simply one question for you all. Are you having fun yet? Because I know I sure as hell am. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. And I hope this show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you're doing. Of course, as always, I'm your host, Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show, as always. And we have got a tons to discuss and maybe more importantly, celebrate here on this Monday. Yet again, guys, thank you all so much again for the continued love and support. Really excited for a jam-packed week. The final week, by the way, in the month of March. I mean, time really does fly when you are having fun. But the final week in the month of March as we get into April, which means Masters Week, SEC play heating up, the spring football game. Oh, by the way, tons of stuff going on. The Women's National Championship and the Men's National title as well. For those of you who love March Madness, it is a great time to be a sports fan and a great time to be a Gamecock as well. Tons to discuss, guys, in regards to the Yardcocks, the women's basketball team, everything going on. Before we do, just a couple of quick updates and housekeeping items because here on this side of things, the TSUS side of things, we have got a ton going on this week. Starting tonight, all of my upstate Gamecocks, of course, South Carolina on Saturday, takes down UCLA to set up the Elite Eight matchup tonight. At Bon Secours Wellness Arena in Greenville, South Carolina. On that note, we are partnering with our friends at Carolina Ale House to throw a watch party. For those of you who will not be going to the game in person, we will be throwing a watch party at Carolina Ale House Woodruff Road in Greenville, South Carolina. Of course, guys, doors open at 11 at Carolina Ale House, but tip-off is set for seven, yours truly will be getting there around six o'clock or so. For those asking, I will have merchandise on hand. That will include, by the way, the Beamer Ball to the Moon 2023 Tour t-shirts. We'll have the Beamer Ball towels, the koozies. We'll have koozies to give away as well. Going to be a really, really good time as we get together and watch the Gamecocks take on Maryland in the Elite Eight watch party for Dawn Staley's team as they continue their pursuit of the national championship. So again, guys, that is tonight at Carolina Alehouse Woodruff Road in Greenville, South Carolina. Again, if for whatever reason you cannot make it out to Bon Secours Wellness Arena, or if you want to come together and watch the game with other Gamecocks, Carolina Alehouse Woodruff Road is the spot to be. Again, I'll be there around 6 o'clock or so. Tip off at 7. Would love to see all the upstate Gamecocks come on out to that. On that note, guys, of course, later in the week, the TSUS Tour, the Spring Tour, continues this Thursday. Our stop is going to be downtown Greenville location, Carolina Alehouse. Going to be a very busy week in the upstate for TSUS and for the Gamecocks as well. What's really exciting about this one, guys, of course, It'll be like a normal tour stop. I'll set up all the merchandise. We'll have the speaker, the mic. We'll do a Q&A. But also, the Yardcocks this weekend will take on Mississippi State in Starkville. That will be a Thursday through Saturday series. So what's exciting about that, what that means, our tour stop on Thursday will effectively serve as a watch party as well, especially when you factor in that the Gamecocks and Bulldogs are on 
the big channel on SEC Network. So we'll be watching that game. First pitch will be set at 7 o'clock. Again, you're surely going to get out there around 5.30 or so on Thursday. That is the downtown Greenville location. So all my upstate Gamecocks, again, my Greenville Gamecocks, it is a very big week for all of us. Would love to see you guys out at Woodruff Road tonight for the Elite Eight game against Maryland. And then on Thursday, as the spring tour continues and we watch the Yardcocks take on Mississippi State. Also, guys, one last thing in regards to the watch parties. We are going to continue with the watch parties, assuming if and when the Gamecocks win tonight, take down Maryland, and advance to the Final Four and the National Championship. We will be hosting watch parties on Friday and Sunday for those games at the Woodruff Road location in the upstate. Carolina Alehouse really wants to push the Woodruff Road and the downtown Greenville locations, the upstate locations. And also, guys, we get our best attendance and our best crowds, honestly. You Greenville Gamecocks, hey, y'all show up. Y'all show out every single time we are in town or every single time that we are throwing an event. So, again, I cannot say thank you enough. Truly grateful for the love and support we feel in the upstate. And, again, for that reason, and also Carolina Alehouse just wanted to push the upstate and push those locations, we will be at Woodruff Road Friday and Sunday, assuming the Gamecocks win, which we all know they're going to. But uh, we'll be there Friday and Sunday for the Final Four and the National Championship. Just stay tuned for all of the details in regards to tip off times and we'll be there and stuff like that. So really excited for it. Really looking forward to it. And again, just stay tuned to social media for all of the details in regards to that. So again, it is a very, very busy week in the upstate, very busy week in Gamecock Nation and looking forward to it all week long. By the way, one quick update. TDC will be normal this week. TDC will be normal this week, noon to two, Monday through Friday. The podcast, however, because of the Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, right? This is the first of such kinds of series this season. The next two weekends will be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The podcast will drop on Thursday morning instead of Friday morning. Obviously, normally, guys, we're dropping the podcast on Friday. That morning, it is your primer, if you will, for the series upcoming that weekend, full breakdown, preview, prediction, etc., with the series starting on Thursday, obviously it makes more sense to drop it on that Thursday morning. So again, just to give you guys an update, that is how we're going to roll the next two weeks on the podcast, Monday and Thursday. The pod will drop, TDC will operate the same. So again, just want to keep you on the loop, give you an update. And with that being said, guys, let's move into it. The Yardcocks are 6-0 and in SEC play after yet another sweep in a series that was affected by weather, obviously, one game Friday, the doubleheader Saturday. But what's most important is South Carolina finds a way to win all three games. Of course, the dramatics of Friday winning 9-8 to and then Saturday winning both in the doubleheader 8-1 to and then 5-4 to on yet another walk-off in that series to finish off the sweep. And I mean, guys, what is there really to say? I mean, South Carolina off to a 6-0 and start in SEC play. That is the first time, guys, that has happened since 2016. The Gamecocks sit right now 23-2 and off to their best start 
since the 2000 team also started 23 and 2. I also want to make note the 2016 team, I believe, started 25 and 2. So that 2016 team definitely showed them some love. They are right up there in regards to the best starts in school history. Uh, how about this, guys? The Gamecocks now have 64 home runs after 25 games. Carolina had 58 home runs all of last season. And again, most importantly, guys, this team does a great job in, re job in responding after losing on Tuesday to Charlotte in the midweek. You come back and you win all three ball games, sitting at 6-0 and atop the SEC East and undoubtedly going to be a top-10 team when the new rankings drop today. My goodness. I mean, we, we keep saying, hey, let's be patient. It's early. It's early. It's early. But I tell you what, guys, I know I said at the top of the show, it feels good to be good. It feels good to be sitting here knowing we got a damn good ball club. This is a damn good ball club. I understand that you haven't played the LSUs, the Floridas, the Vanderbilts, even the Tennessees. You haven't necessarily played the upper echelons. But you were talking about a Yardcocks bunch. And I, and I tell you what, guys. And I hate to make a comparison like this so early in the season because it is it is still very early, right? It is still very early. But it's hard not to get reminders and, and feel some resemblance to some of the greatest teams in school history. And I'll just leave it at that. When you look at a game like Friday night, where we all thought South Carolina was dead. We thought, okay, Gamecocks are going to drop game one. Here we go. It's going to be a really hard-fought series. You're going to have to win this thing on Saturday and Sunday, or little did we know, in a doubleheader on Saturday. And Carolina refuses to lose. Finds a way. Win freaking anyway. The motto of South Carolina baseball for the second consecutive weekend. For the second consecutive weekend. You win a game off the bat of Michael Braswell on a walk-off, or a walk-off type of knock, if you honor the game against Georgia. You're obviously batting top of the inning, but you understand what I'm saying. You win it with late-game heroics, if you will. And I think what you're seeing early in this season at minimum, guys, is just the character of this ball club, and it's why I'd tell anybody, you know, South Carolina is probably going to hit a snag in the road at some point. There's probably going to be a weekend that doesn't go our way, but I tell you this, to fold up shop and to mail it in and, and to and to check out on these guys would be the wrong move because what you are seeing is this team is resilient. This team's a bunch of fighters. This team plays the game the right way. This team has leadership all across the board, whether it be veterans, whether it be a guy like a Cole Messina, who you saw him pumping up Matthew Becker on Saturday night. I thought that was one of the images that really stood out and encapsulates the spirit of this team, if you will. Right? This team has great resiliency, they're tough, they're gritty, and they find ways to win, which is most important. Win freaking anyway, right? You come, you overcome a rough start by Will Sanders in game one. You know, I think the biggest criticism right now of, let's just stick with the hitting, um, too many strikeouts, right? You're striking out a lot, but as Mark Kingston pointed out, with the, with the nature of baseball and, and just the way it's being played, guys, Power numbers are going up, and unfortunately, strikeouts are going up as well. Now, I think that's something, obviously, you need to continue to work on, need to, need to continue to improve at, because as you get against better pitching, and especially when you get into postseason play, you're going to have to be able to put the baseball in play. But what is there really to complain about right now? I mean, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing. You sit right now 6-0, and and it's like I told you guys before the season, what makes it so tough to predict, and people want, like, hard absolutes in regards to predictions and this, that, whatever – and it's just tough because you think about this series this past weekend and the and the margins for victory. We've all heard that inches speech, right? 
The inches we need are everywhere around us. We'll fight for that inch. Baseball is truly a game. And just like the others, but you saw it this past weekend. Baseball's such a game of a couple inches here or there. That's the difference between losing two of three and winning two of three. Like when you think about this past weekend, Gamecocks had to score four in the bottom of the night to win on Friday and then had to walk it off on Saturday, a game they trailed four to two late in that game as well. You think about how close you were for it to go the other way, to go the negative side of things and Missouri winning two of three. By the way, tip your cap. Mizzou is a damn good ball club. But what you've got right now, guys, the Gamecocks ball club, I mentioned, you know, some of the greatest teams in school history. It feels very similar in the sense that this team's just finding ways to win, right? Good teams find ways to win, and bad teams typically find ways to lose, and it feels like they find new ways to lose on a week-in, week-out basis, game-in, game-out basis, if you will. You're seeing a team play with supreme confidence and a team that is extremely talented, right? You know, I, I thought overall the approaches continue to be really good. Even with the strikeouts, I like the approaches overall. I still don't think it's like that feast or famine. I will say this past weekend, it felt a little bit more reliant on the home run that I would have liked. But what you saw is in crunch time, the Gamecocks were able to put together really, really good at bats and make things happen when they were sw swinging the stick, which is all that really matters. Pitching side of things, I mean, the bullpen was dominant. The bullpen was absolutely dominant, as we all expect. You look back at that Friday game, James Hicks, Eli Jones, Matthew Becker, Austin Williamson, all really, really good. Uh, Chris Veach, who I talked about that I thought needed to be good for you this weekend, he was going to pitch some big innings. He was fantastic over the weekend pitching in uh, both games two and three, two and a third innings, did not allow a run. By the way, it was really, really good. Uh, and after the slow start or the tough start by Will Sanders, I thought Noah Hall and Jack Mahoney gave you really, really quality starts. And guys, we talked about it, right? That with this pitching staff, you're going to have a great chance to win each and every single time out simply because of the arms that you feature on a game-in, game-out basis. And that, that was the truth yet again, Right. And then you look at game three and guys like Eli Jones and Veach again and Kate Austin threw it well. And Austin Williamson's kind of coming in his own as a really big bullpen piece. And, you know, Eli Jerzenbeck struggled a little bit, but the stuff is still nasty, still there. He'll continue to pitch a lot. And then, my goodness, Matthew Becker, who got hit a little bit in that game one. All he does is come back in game two and absolutely shove, get you out of some tough jams. He was absolutely fantastic in that ball game. Again, I know I sound guys very complimentary, you know, where's the criticism? Where's this? I mean, when you're 6 and 0 in SEC play and you've lost two, that's two whole games all season long. I mean, what is there really to say? I mean, right now what you're doing is working. Right now you're winning. Right now you're playing fantastic baseball, and even when it's not great, guys, the most important thing is this, you are finding ways to win. You're finding ways to win which at the end of the day is all that matters. And I, and I love to see the people on social media saying, well, South Carolina still hasn't played anybody. And it's like, Missouri just swept the Tennessee Volunteers. Missouri was a top 25 team. What more must the Gamecocks do besides continue to keep winning? But sitting at 6-0 in SEC play, you have to start putting some real respect on the Yardcocks. You've got to start putting real respect on this ball club. If you're not, I think most folks that are tuned into this show and most folks that are Gamecocks have already done that, right? 
And I'm not sitting here telling you, let me, let me go back on this. I'm not sitting here telling you on this Monday that, hey, you should go ahead, lock it in, book the flights. Omaha is a no-doubt guarantee because you just simply never know. Look at Tennessee last year. You just never know. But this team, what you're seeing, guys, it has all the makings to make that kind of run. You know, we talked about in the preseason, this was a talented ball club. And if they didn't win, it wasn't for a lack of talent. That's what you're seeing. That's what you're seeing. And I mean, you have to give, by the way, a lot of credit. I'll do it yet again. Give tons of credit to Mark Kingston, right? Monty Lee deserves credit. Justin Parker deserves credit. Scott Wingo deserves credit. But give Mark Kingston his just due, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Because listen, I, I'm, I'm a guy, and you all know this, I will come at people with the vitriol, I will come at people with the criticism, I will keep it real, I will keep it a buck, and I will not apologize. But you know what I will also do? I will give credit where it's due. And I will say job well done when it's deserved, and you know what, you can say something about the schedule, you can say something about the way we're winning, I don't care what you want to say, but the fact of the matter is South Carolina is 23-2 and two and 6-0 and oh in SEC play, and I mean nobody nobody saw that coming. Absolutely nobody saw that coming. A dream start for the Yardcocks. Absolutely. So you got to give Mark Kingston a lot of credit, man, because a lot of the things that he preached on in the preseason in regards to this being a veteran team and all the veteran pieces they had, you see them, right? You see a guy like Jonathan French making an impact. You see guys like Caleb Denny. You see a Will McGillis who, unfortunately, now is going to be out four to six weeks. We'll talk about that more in just a second. Um, but you see guys like that. You see a Ethan Petrie, who's a true freshman, who's obviously they've done a great job of developing. And, I mean, he's the best freshman, I think, in all of college baseball. Uh, you know, you're seeing other guys, you know, Dylan Brewers of the world, make impacts for you. And, you know, it, it feels like it's a different hero each game. I mean, look at a guy like Evan Stone, guys. Look at a guy like Evan Stone in game three, right? Or, excuse me, in, uh, in game two. Look at a guy like Evan Stone. In game two, goes two for four with three ribby. Where did that come from? Two home runs in the ball game. So many guys. Look at the jumps the guys like Cole Messina and Talmadge Lecroy made. Look at a guy like a Gavin Cassis who went four or five with two ribbies in that game too. You have to give credit to the job that they did in the preseason and the offseason, what have you, and the job they've done to this point in this season. Because obviously, the chemistry is fantastic. Those guys in that locker room love each other. They play for one another. 
and it comes back to the head coach, and it comes back to the culture. And I think you know those comments that Kingston made a couple of weeks ago when he talked about you know I'm I'm a little bit more loose, I'm a little bit more relaxed, I'm having a little bit more fun. I think that's paying off great dividends. And listen, people can change, people can evolve, and for the benefit of Gamecocks baseball and all of us as South Carolina fans. Thank goodness it's happened because we are seeing the great results of it. South Carolina, 23-2-6 and 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 in SEC playing. Again, a job well done all weekend long. I mean, a weekend that saw everything from walk-offs to a dominating win to some great pitching performances to a not-so-great pitching performance to, to guys breaking out, hitting home runs, getting base hits. I mean, everything. And this is a team, again, that is finding multiple ways to beat you. When you need a base knock, you get a base knock. When you need a home run, you get a home run. When you need a big strikeout, you get a big strikeout. And so right now, everything's clicking, everything's working. As we've talked before, guys, baseball's a humbling game. Two types of people, those who are humbled, those who are about to be. But I tell you this, too, when you're hot and you're winning, ride it, man, because winning streaks come and go. So whatever everybody in that locker room is doing, hey, whatever you all as fans are doing, keep freaking doing it. And again, let me say this, enjoy the hell out of this right now, guys. Enjoy the hell of it because baseball is too hard of a game to, you know, be sitting here <clears throat> after a weekend sweep and be sitting here six and on SEC play and be be nitpicking to death and like, well, this isn't quite good enough and this and this. And you know what? There's things you continue to work on and improve and get better. And nobody's saying it's perfect. But my God, if you cannot enjoy yourself in the winning right now, guys, stop watching sports. You know what I mean? Because sports is obviously not a very enjoyable thing for you. So, again, a fantastic job all the way around. And uh, the Gamecocks, who I still can much improve, especially if they can get their guy, Will Sanders, going, which I want to talk about more in just a second. But if they can get him going, uh, get the strikeouts, get those numbers down a little bit, this is a really, really, really good and really dangerous South Carolina ball club as we continue to move throughout this 2023 season. Guys, that being said, let's move into our ooh, ooh, series MVP award. And I don't do this often because I try to mix it up when it comes to the series MVP award and and recognize different guys. So I don't normally give the the award to the same person back-to-back weekends. But how can you give it to anyone other than Ethan Petrie and what he's doing right now? Seven for 14 on the weekend. Two home runs, six RBI, and he hits the walk-off single in game three. I, I mean... This kid, he's not just the best freshman in all of college baseball. He is the best hitter in the Gamecocks lineup. Like, I've waited as long as I could. He's the best hitter in this lineup as a true freshman. He is literally Christian Walker reincarnated. He is an all-around great hitter. He's not just a power guy. Yes, he's a very big, physical, strong kid, but he can get on base. He can hit situationally. I mean, this is a dude has all the makings of, certainly he's going to be a freshman All-American, but he's got all the makings of a year-in, year-out All-American type of guy and a guy that you could see being a first-round draft pick in two years or so. I mean, really, truly, Petri has the makings of that type of dude, and I think is going to be one of the best to ever play in Columbia when his time is up. Let's move into slap dick of the weekend. I got to give it to the Friday Night Umpire, guys. He was just abysmal. I mean, he was terrible. That zone was like pitching through a thimble. I mean, trying to hit a Nats ass is what that zone was like. Made it really tough on both pitchers, especially Will Sanders, which again, we'll get into in just a second. But that Friday night umpire uh, got to proclaim him slap big of the weekend. Really tough outing for him uh, in that game one. Let's get into who's hot, who's not. You got to start with who's hot. And I'm going to give it to Austin Williamson, a guy that, you know, many fans probably still aren't really familiar with his name. Austin Williamson did a great job this weekend. Two innings pitched, one hit. No runs, no earned runs, one walk, 
and four strikeouts. And I think, guys, the way he threw it, I think he definitely earned himself some more outings upcoming in the near future. Was really, really good. And the stuff was absolutely electric. Also pitched with a lot of emotion, which we all love to see. Uh, got some big outs for you. So I think Austin Williamson threw the ball really, really well over the weekend. I think you'll continue to see him pitch more and more for South Carolina. Who's not? He's got to go to Will Sanders. And you really just look at the way he's throwing the ball all season, but definitely on Friday, I think his worst outing thus far, three and a third innings pitched, two hits, five runs, five earned runs, six walks, and 78 pitches in just a little bit over three innings of work. And this brings us to, I think, guys, the most polarizing story right now surrounding Gamecocks baseball, because you would think sitting at 23-2, and 6-0 and in SEC play, that all is well, right? That's what you would think. You would think all is well. There's nothing to worry about. But Will Sanders' role on this ball club is something that I think is really, really interesting in how Mark Kingston, Justin Parker, and that entire staff handle this thing. And, and, and based off the comments, by the way, because, of course, we all know the chatter. After each time Will Sanders pitches, and especially when he does not pitch well, move him to Sunday. God forbid people are saying move him to the midweek, which I think is absolute lunacy. But people are urging he be moved in the rotation, Noah Hall to Friday, Jack Mahoney to Saturday, and bump back Will. I will say this. I don't think you're going to get your wish, especially not while the Gamecocks are winning. And when you listen to Mark Kingston after the Friday game and his comments on it, they believe in Will Sanders, guys. And, and, and for good reason. They believe in him. Let me also pose this, though. I think people look at it as like a video game. Like, you know, there's no emotions involved. There's no egos. There's there's nothing, right? It's just, hey, you're going to move this guy to the back of the rotation, and Hall and Mahoney are just going to pitch exactly the same, and nothing is going to change for them. That's not a guarantee, guys. That That's just simply put, not a guarantee, okay? And especially, I think, by the way, with the short week this week, Mississippi State upcoming on Thursday, I don't think you're going to see it this week. Again, you never mess with a winning streak. I posted a Bull Durham quote over the weekend on social media. You never mess with a winning streak. Hey, you're winning, right? Either way, good or bad, ugly or not, you are winning. And I actually talked to an assistant coach, uh, assistant coach on another college ball club this weekend. Let me just say that, a big-time D1 ball club. And they said, I would not move Will Sanders either. They believe in Will Sanders. They know he's got first-round potential. And also, too, you got a good thing going right now. What you hope is, is that even when he's not his best, you can still win with Will Sanders on Friday, and then you're basically playing with house money with Noah Hall and Jack Mahoney on Saturday, Sunday, two guys who could probably be Friday night guys at other SEC schools. So I understand where they're coming from with that as well. And I would just say this, guys. You know, at, at this point, I think you have to start analyzing Will Sanders starts even, even more closely, if you will, because of, you know, I, I don't think anything should be totally off the table. And if he continues to not throw the baseball well, then maybe you consider moving him. Again, the whole move him to the midweek thing is absolute lunacy. It's crazy. Hell, guys, I saw somebody say that they should move him to the outfield. I mean, come on. Let's be realistic. Let's be for real. Let's not be silly, if you will. Um, but I tell you this, guys, and again, I might catch some heat for it. It is what it is. I, I still believe in Will Sanders. I still believe in Will Sanders. I still think he can be the dude. Um, <clears throat> you think about that game. <clears throat> delete that. Delete that. You think about that game on Friday and just some of the different factors, if you will, how tough that umpire was with the tight zone. And, and uh, you know, the I, let's call it for what it is, though, the struggles that Will Sanders has had. You know, he hasn't been sharp in regards to his location. 
Uh, the fastball has been really flat at times. I think his velocity has been down. I don't think he's hurt at all, but I feel like his velocity has been down. He did hit 96, 97 a couple times on Friday, but he's more so been sitting around that 93 to 94 range, which we're, we're used to seeing him 95 to 97, if you will. So I think it'll just, again, at the end of the day, be really interesting to see how do they handle Will Sanders because it's a really unique spot to be in where you are winning ball games and your quote-unquote best pitcher or your ace, if you will, is not even remotely throwing his best. And he's got to get it figured out quickly, though. Because you got Mississippi State, and hey, you might be able to get up, get through this weekend again with Will Sanders not being at his best. But after this weekend, LSU comes to town. And I can tell you this, if Will Sanders isn't prepared to throw a seven or eight inning shutout, it may not matter because Paul Skeens for them is going to shove. I'm sure you've all heard of him. Sits 100 miles an hour, 102 if you will, 91 mile an hour change up. This dude is on another level. And again, I mentioned guys in the preseason. That for the Gamecocks to reach their full potential. If we're going to talk about an Omaha club, is this an Omaha club? Well, Will Sanders has got to get going. You, you got to get your ace going. You got to get your horse going. And if he can't get going, then maybe down the road, you do have to make some sort of change, move him back, shake some things up a bit. But also, too, you don't want to mess with the mojo because, guys, most importantly, you are winning right now, right? So it's a bit of a balancing act. They're walking a bit of a tightrope. I'm really, really fascinated to see just how they handle this uh, in the coming weeks, if you will. Uh, what's next for Mark Kingston's club? Of course, tomorrow, guys, the Gamecocks head down to the Low Country and take on the Citadel in Charleston. Uh, and then the weekend series, of course, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Mississippi State, who, you know, guys, a couple of years ago, that would have been a really daunting series. Mississippi State is terrible. In case you missed it, they lost game one to Vandy 26. Yes, 26 to three. So I don't know what's happened to that program, what's going on. We'll, we'll look ahead of that series on Thursday, right, when we do our full breakdown. But it has been really, really tough sledding for the Bulldogs this season. I think that's putting it pretty damn kindly, if you ask me. Uh, guys, with that being said, that's going to do it for my breakdown of the weekend. Gamecocks, again, take all three against Mizzou, sitting now 23-2, and 6-0. and And SEC playing, guys, I've mentioned it many times, but it just feels so good. It feels so good to have a good product to watch on the diamond. Because last year, I feel like, I feel like we almost paid our dues last year. Like, last year was so tough. Last year was so abysmal and so hard to stomach. It is so nice now to cut on the tube, to go to the ballpark and know, damn it, we got a good ball club. This feels good. It feels good to be good. That's really, truly the best way to say it. But again, guys, love to hear your thoughts on it. Of course, we'll talk on it all week in regards to this Yardcocks team. Let's move off the diamond onto the hardwood as Dawn Staley's squad advances to the Elite Eight tonight. They take down UCLA. My goodness, a suffocating defense on Saturday as the Gamecocks get the job done and I would say this too, guys. Are any of us really surprised? No, but I, I tell you what. You know who needs a shout-out is Dawn Staley and scheduling, right? Because it's wild. South Carolina has played everyone. They've played everyone that they're facing. They already beat UCLA. They beat them again. You take on Maryland tonight, you killed them. You killed them in the regular season. That's one of the reasons you sit tonight as a 15-point favorite in the ballgame. You look at who's left. UConn gets taken out, right? Do you get Ohio State? Do you get Miami? Uh, whoever it might be, I, I will say this. The the path is cleared 
for Carolina to go back-to-back national champions. And it would be shocking and high-key disappointing if you didn't get it done at this point. And again, I know we all think they will, but a fantastic job yet again. Uh, Gamecocks just continue to roll, and I would expect nothing else but the same tonight against the Maryland Terrapins. Guys, that's going to do it for me. appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Truly grateful for each and every single one of you and looking forward to a really exciting week as we close out the month of March in style with so much going on. It's going to be a ton of fun and cannot wait to take it all in with each and every single one of you. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all on Thursday. Thursday.